0: Uh, just an introduction it is robin here talking and we're gonna start by going uh, doing an overview of the cougars fantasy football league a uh, weekly recap the weekly recap we'll do this once a week to go over waiver wire pickups uh, with trades that are going on uh, rankings so that, that's something we're gonna get from everyone in the league and then we'll also throw in the weekly matchups and you know projections
1: and who we think we're gonna
0: is gonna win. So, Dan, you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, uh, this is the reigning champion of the Cougars fo- fantasy football league. Uh, Dan Kylie here talking. Uh, we wanted to do this weekly recap uh, each week, make it interactive. We'll have other league members on throughout the season, and uh, I'm ready to get started when you are. So, first things first. Uh, let's talk about the waiver wire pickup.
0: So, Dan, uh, actually, before we get into that, so
1: let's do I it. You
0: have some data, which is cool on the ESPN. You have to be on a laptop or a computer to look this up, but we do have yeah. previous data. So, we're going to go over the reigning champions. Uh, Dan mentioned he did win last year, but we're going to actually go back all the way to 2013. That was oh, wow. the year we started this league, believe it or not. What is that? Almost eight years ago. So crazy to think that we've been doing it for that long. So 2013, your boy Thomas Stelzer did win that first ever league. 2014 was Stelz again. So back to back. Back to back. Thomas Stelzer. And then a crazy turn of events. The next two years, 2015 and 2016, Brandon Salazar with the champion, first place in those two years. So, 2017, gosh, the first five years, Tom and Sal just kind of took the championship. So, 2017, Stells did end up winning all over again. And then it started to change a little bit. So, 2018, just State West, I believe that was Tyler Rowe, also known as T-Rowe. T-Rowe. Yeah. So, he won. In 2019, uh, Buffs Autocorrect, which is one of the funniest fantasy football names I think I've ever heard. Uh, so he ended up winning in 2019, which is Zach Lenunziata. And then 2020, your boy Dan Kylie won the championship. So crazy story. Before the draft, Duff, Connor Duffy, was actually supposed to be in the league. And he ended up no showing right before the draft, so we ended up calling up Dan, asking him if he wanted to be on the league. We ended up cool about it. He was like, yeah, I'm down. We drafted that night,
1: and he ended up winning the whole thing. So congrats, Dan. Yeah, definitely appreciate it. Yeah, Tom Stelzer, he uh, called me right around 7:30 on a Sunday night, saying, "Hey, we need one more for a fantasy draft." Are you in or out? I go, when's the draft? He goes, next five minutes. So <laughs> no preparation whatsoever. And, you know, shout out to Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, and Stefan Diggs for uh, giving me that championship.
0: There you go. Maybe we'll send it over to them so you can personally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, super cool to see, see you win. Um, so we're going to go over the, the team – members who's part of this league i'll just go down the list um and then we'll start off with the waiver wire additions so dan is part of the league dan Kylie, um, me myself robin we also have tom selzer who has three total championships really cool um sal also has two uh, brandon salazar we have juan pettis jackson jeffrey puckett known as puck connor duffy zach lennonziata Tyler Rowe and a new member. Uh, this is his second year doing it as well. Hunter Pates. So those are the league members, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll get to see you know where each of uh, each of those teams rank according to their peers. So uh, yeah, we do have a little bit of an itinerary, right, Dan? So this right. is totally, <clears throat> yep. you know random. So we're gonna. Start off like Dan said, talking about the waiver wire pickups. So, do you want to kind of yeah. head over, Dan?
1: Yeah. So it was pretty light this week. I mean, week one, uh, some teams not really panicking after they drop at least 130 points. Other teams like uh, Sal's team only dropping 77 points. Ooh. Didn't even see him on the waiver wire, but nonetheless, <laughs> uh, Connor Duffy uh, added Christian Kirk after Christian Kirk and dropped James White. Christian Kirk had a two touchdown day on Sunday, so Duff is hoping that uh, he continues that as they play. Who do they play? I think uh, on Minnesota this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Tom Stelzer decided to pick up every running back known to man in uh, the NFL. He has seven running backs, which me personally, I I mean, you only need two, maybe three, but he added Kenny uh, Gainwell, Latavius Murray. And Mark Ingram dropped Sony Michelle, Tyrell Williams, and Zach Ertz. Uh, The next one, Jawan added Sterling Shepard and dropped Elijah Moore. So picking up a Giants player, dropping a Jets player. Uh, Both New York teams suck, to be quite honest with you. Um, And then Sterling Shepard
0: was pretty good last week, though.
1: Was he? I yeah, he was pretty good. And I know the Broncos dog walk the uh, Giants but yeah I mean
0: he had seven receptions 113 yards and a touchdown so so not bad continue that but yeah that that's a pretty good pickup I think
1: and then uh Jawan also added the Cleveland Browns defense as they're playing the Houston Texans who dropped 37 points on the Jaguars but you know that was kind of shocking and dropped the 49ers defense which is smart because uh the Niners play the Eagles this week so uh (laughs) Eagles are going to have a field day, hopefully. But, yeah. Robbie, you added the Patriots' defense and dropped the Colts' defense. Any reason behind that? Or were you just a little nervous with the Colts um, losing this game? Yeah.
0: yeah, nervous about that Colts' defense. Do you know who they're playing, Dan? Do you have that up?
1: Uh, the Colts this week play the Los Angeles Rams with Matt Stafford and Sean right. McVay. You know? yeah. and, yeah. and the Patriots play the New York Jets
0: exactly so i think i like that matchup better just didn't look too good that they're they have a rookie quarterback so uh, the offense wasn't as electric as i thought and you know the rams offense with sean mcveigh has always been a good offense so i'd rather
1: take that matchup so that was my thought process makes sense makes sense uh t Row added elijah mitchell running back uh for the 49ers and dropped gus edwards um Gus Edwards was going to have a big year, and then he tore his ACL. The Ravens are going through a long list of injuries, um, and that's why also Stelzer added Latavius Murray, who had a pretty solid game on Monday night. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, uh, Zach added K.J. Osborne, who's the third receiver for the Vikings. He actually had a pretty good day. Did he? Um, Yeah, he had – I'm pulling it up now. He – let's see, where is it? I believe he had seven catches for 70 yards. So he was Kirk Cousins' seven catches, 76 yards. Um, He had nine targets, so uh, 14 points total. So probably see him uh, continue to produce in the slot as uh, there's Adam Thielen, uh, Justin Jefferson, and then K.J. Osborne being the third uh, receiver. And then Zach dropped Raheem Mostert, who's pretty much out for the year now. Uh, With Mm -hmm. an injury, so that wraps up the waiver wire so far. Um, there's still some decent, well, some like household names on the waiver wire, like Emmanuel Sanders, Mm -hmm. Sammy Watkins, Jameis Winston, with you know, five touchdowns against your Packers. You're a big fan of Jameis, (laughs) love me, famous Jameis, baby. Yeah, Um, but uh, but yeah, that wraps up the waiver wire.
0: Um, cool. So, I do want to, there were no trades. Yeah, no trades. Yeah, good point, Dan. I do want to take this time, though, going back to the waiver wire. I've been pushing for this for the past couple of years, and that's FAB. So, free agency acquisition budget. So, my two other leagues do this. I am a huge fan, and it's essentially just a $100 budget you get for the whole year. And a okay. waiver wire, whoever is at the bottom of the waiver wire, gets the first pick. It's more of a budget and who bids on the waiver wire, um, whoever bids the most on them. Right. Right. So I think it's a better way of doing it. I want to get your opinion. I want to get everyone else's opinion in the league, but just to go to, just to show. So Elijah Mitchell was in pretty much everyone's waiver wire. Right. Right. Um, so quarter chart, that's TRO pick them up. That's, that's a good pickup. So $100 budget in my other league someone picked him up for $87. Used 87% of their fab on this guy.
1: Jesus. Um
0: yeah, so that's that's crazy. It's cool to see like how much people value certain players, how much they're willing to put into their budget and I think it's a lot more fair too. So it's, you know, about budgeting and how much you're willing to spend on a player that think could blow up, right? Right.
1: Yeah, no, I actually um when you first brought it up in the group chat, I I actually like the idea of having a you know a yearly budget and then you know if you want a certain running back who's bursting on the scene you know you might have to overpay for him but right if you if you think it's worth it then go for it but um yeah it's I me personally I think it's better just because you know it's not in the waiver you know the waiver order like the worst team in the league Mm -hmm. you know picks first it's like an idea draft better so your team doesn't suck <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, you're a savage but, but but like at the same time like the top you know the top uh, teams in the league like then they get a fair shot you know exactly it's, exactly yeah.
0: so that's the that's the whole point of it i think it's a lot more fair to you
1: know
0: yeah win i like for the- that you actually want so that's that's two out of ten dan so i'm looking for majority if majority is willing to switch to the fab system. I think we should make the change. Uh, Commissioner Thomas Selzer, you heard that? If we can get a majority. I would like to hear other team members' uh, opinions on this as well. So I'll drop it there. Um, So we'll continue to move forward here. So like Dan mentioned, there are no trades that are going to go on. So we'll talk a little bit about the trades if there are any that happen. Um, So that's the waiver wire pickups. Perfect. Perfect. All right, so next on the list, we got rankings, right, Dan? Absolutely. All right, cool. So this is my personally my favorite part of this. So this is the way that I think we're going to engage the most: the seeing where everyone ranks the um, the teams that they're they're playing against, right? So I did. We did ask the fellow members of this Cougars Fantasy Football League to send over the rankings. You know where they thought you know the other team members ranked so we did get eight out of ten members um i know sal was texting me he said he's gonna try to get his in i haven't received it yet so it's not part of this data and hunter hunter pates shout out uh he is currently at a concert uh so he couldn't make it Uh um over his his rankings so no worries so this is based off of eight teams pretty cool Uh, You have that information pulled up too, Dan? Yep, yep, I have it on my laptop. No, I will let you start with who was ranked um, at the bottom.
1: At the bottom, coming in 10th, Connor Duffy. Out of the eight people that voted, uh, Duff's team finished last. which, Which, to be quite honest with you, just looking back on week one, I mean, Duff's team didn't you know blow it out of the water he his mm-hmm. team dropped 116 points it's average but apparently everyone else thinks your team sucks so <laughs>
0: okay we're not gonna we're not gonna go that far i'm sorry but uh so no, it's no. only week one you never know what's right. gonna happen um but he was ranked the lowest um consensus rankings like i said it's based off of everyone's rankings you are know, averaging out um so there was a range. You know, Duff kind of ranged between five to nine in between there. I, I don't think I saw him any higher than that. Uh, but let's just go quickly go over his team. I don't want to take too long on this. I don't want to make this podcast talk for too long either. I know everyone's super busy. Um, so let's pull up his team real quick. Dan, you have that?
1: Yeah. So his quarterback's Josh Allen. Um, you know, week one. Started off all right, and then the Steelers' defense kind of locked in, and uh, that second half wasn't kind for him. Um, Running backs, Antonio Gibson, who gave him 11, Josh Jacobs, 17. Uh, Josh Jacobs had, I think, a couple touchdowns and only like 30 yards of rushing. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see, Justin Jefferson, only 12 points. Penny Galladay, 10 points. Travis Kelsey's an absolute stud, as Stells would say, the best tight end in football. But Darren cool. Waller's making the case as well. Um, and then Tyler Boyd only had uh, six points. Michael Gallup's on the IR now. Mm-hmm. Um, he had seven points, and the Rams' defense looked pretty good. So that's his starting lineup as of now.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, not too bad. So it's funny because ESPN does this projections. Ah, uh, their own projections, and he was projected to finish first. Um, and I think they have him all the way down to six now in their. Wow. Previous. So uh, he was ranked last. So that's that's enough for Duff's team. We'll see what happens after week two. So I'll take the next team. Yep. Which is Sal's team Brandon Salazar. So. Um, oddly enough, you never. I, I think if we did rankings in the past, I think Sal would usually always be at, at the top, right? So he did win two championships. So it's crazy to see him at the bottom here. Uh, so let's take a look at his team. Um, you know, week one was kind of rough. Whenever you start Aaron Rodgers, who scores only one point, and the Packers, goddamn, letting me down. <laughs> such, such a heartbreak to see. So I
1: will. So, I will chime in here. I think this is the first time um, in Aaron Rodgers' 17 year career that he scored one point in fantasy football.
0: Yeah, you don't see that too often. Right. Uh, usually, a bad week would be like 12 to 15. You know, that's that's pretty low in general. So, one point is, is pretty bad, usually, unless there's like an injury, right? Like right. He played three quarters, he did get They did sit their starters in the, in the fourth. So, you hate to see it. Um, but he does have Aaron Jones as well. So that offense just didn't get going the whole game. So we'll see what happens in, in week two. Uh, but, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones. He also has Austin Eckler this uh, week. So it could be huge for him this week. CeeDee Lamb, who I think is a stud. Uh, Cortland Sutton should get more targets now that you mentioned. Uh, what's his name is on the IR? Um, uh, Jerry, Jerry
1: Judy. Jerry Judy. Yep. Yeah. So, he's a
0: solid tight end. He's kind of a boomer bust to me, Mark Andrews. Um, James Robinson, who I thought would get more touches. And then Devontae Smith, who, you know. He, he was good. Well, yeah, that's your boy. He is yep. an eagle. So, um, overall, I think it's a solid team. And just week one didn't perform well. And, and consensus has them ranked pretty low. So, we have Brandon Salazar at nine.
1: All right, coming in at eight, we have Tiro uh, quarter Chubb. Um, you know, he had a rough go last week, but here's his starting lineup for this week. Justin Herbert gave him uh, 13 points last week. They're going up against Dallas. You would expect, um, you know, the Cowboys did look good on Thursday against the Bucks, but, you know, that defense still gave up, you know, 31 points. So I see Herbert having a field day um, at home in the new stadium versus Dallas. Jonathan Taylor, uh, let's see, he had 17 points last week playing the Rams defense. I don't, I mean, he's projected 17. Um, we'll see. That Rams defense looked pretty good. David Montgomery, um, he actually had a pretty solid game against the Rams. He did. um and uh, he, he goes up against good. the yeah, that was like the one bright spot for the Bears um, on Sunday night. I thought. Uh I'll and go. then, and Just then um, on, on that game. Bears. Bears yeah.
0: talk. Um, Justin Fields. He Fields, looks like he's yeah. gonna be good. So, so I'm hoping he starts soon and, and I think he'll be pretty good.
1: So when do you think they make this switch from Andy Dalton?
0: Um I'll give it my week three, I think.
1: Week three or week four, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. week three or four. But when he does, I, I think he'll be really good. So he looks he looks good out
1: there. Yeah. So, yeah go ahead and, and, and then uh going with the wide receivers, Stefan Diggs. Um, you know, he had a Pretty solid day. 16 points uh, in week one. He's going up against Miami. Miami, they do have a pretty tough uh, secondary. Um, Terry McLaurin plays on Thursday night. Um, You know that that first game for the Washington football team. uh, You know the offense really wasn't getting going at all. It was kind of a dog fight, um, but. I mean, the Giants did not look good in uh, week one. So, see Terry McLaren with Taylor Heineke as the mm-hmm. um, new quarterback there since Fitzpatrick got hurt. Yeah. Logan Thomas, um, he had a touchdown I saw uh, in week one. It's a pretty solid tight end. Um, quarterback converted to tight end, which you rarely see. I mean, I know Tim Tebow tried to do that, didn't mm-hmm. work out. Um, Julio Jones was pretty quiet. The whole Tennessee offense. Seem pretty quiet to me. Um, then you have Jarvis Landry as on the second flex, um, who had a pretty good day against Kansas City. And then um, T Row is starting the Jaguars defense against Denver, which I mean, you know, the Jags gave up 37 points to the Houston Texans, who are proje- projected to be the worst team in the league. So, mm-hmm. Um maybe you hit that waiver
0: wire on that. Uh we'll see what happens. Maybe he's got some thought yep. process in it. So can't maybe can't speak for him. But we'd right. love to have you on the podcast, Zero, talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, so a quick thing, I do want to mention the change uh that I just thought of that we that we made the last year, which was really cool. So we did end up taking away the kicker and added an extra flex as part of the fantasy. Uh, Lineups. So I thought that was really cool. I think it makes it more interesting, more opportunities, score more points. It makes the league a little deeper too, to to play two flexes. So, uh, really cool.
1: Yeah, that was so, a good move by the uh, commissioner on yes. that one.
0: So, I'm gonna take the next person here, rank number seven, Hunter Masterpates. So his team name um, is actually Immaculate. Reception with Mac highlighted. So, a big Patriots fan. So, he's got Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry, Damian Harris um, as the two running backs, or three running backs there, Lamar Jackson included. Um, so, we also have DK Metcalf and Keenan Allen as his wide receivers. And then Mike Evans and Juju Smith-Schuster as his two flexes. So, Mike Evans didn't play well. You know, you, you saw Godwin, you saw Antonio Brown kind of Uh, Go off a little bit there. And Mike Evans kind of taking, you know, the least of, of, you know, that explosive offense. So we'll see what happens in in the next couple of weeks. But it's kind of concerning about Mike Evans. But he also has Robert Tanyan, which uh, I will take away week one for any Packers offensive players. (laughs) Kind of call that a scratch. We'll see what Tanyan does moving forward.
1: Gotcha. So the next team um, is... Let's see here. Zach Lanunziata coming in at number six. uh, Buffs autocorrect. Um, So starting with quarterback Ryan Tannehill, um, only gave him 14 points uh, week one. It was a tough go for Tennessee. I think Arizona really surprised a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, His running backs, Alvin Kamara, um, had a pretty solid day against the Packers, 18 points. And then Chris Carson, um, only 12 points, but... um, you know, that Colts run defense is pretty good, mm-hmm. but that, you know, Russell Wilson kind of had a field day with Tyler Lockett, uh, so they play Tennessee, so we'll see what happens there. Wide receivers, uh, A.J. Brown, Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper had a heck of a day, 30, close to 39 points. Um, you know, that Tennessee offense was pretty quiet for the most part. Uh, let's see, tight end George Kittle, um, you know, Kittle's going to going up against uh, the Eagles this week. um, Had 11 last week, so uh, we'll see how the Eagles linebackers match up against Kittle. I'm sure Kittle's going to go for two touchdowns and maybe 200 yards receiving, but nonetheless uh, the two flexes, uh, Jamar Chase, who actually, uh, you know, had a welcome to the NFL moment. You know, he wasn't dropping the ball. He had a nice 50 yard catch from Joe Burrow, and then Brandon Cooks uh, felt like Tyrod Taylor was just kind of Hucking it up down there, and Cooks was the one to come down and get it. And then the Broncos defense against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, that is uh, Zach's team, and uh, we'll see how he does this week.
0: Yeah, yeah. i uh, kind of disappointed to see Kittle, I think, perform the way he did. Just because where he was drafted, you, know, you kind right. of expected a little bit more. So, we'll see what he does in the next couple of weeks as well. But Mark Cooper is so good. Uh, I think people really slept on him. I think a lot of leagues had C.D. Lamb being drafted before him. Yeah, the uh, so Cooper people, very very good. So, uh, yeah, overall good team. So he was ranked, what was that, sixth, right? Uh yeah, by the consensus. Yeah. Consensus, yes. So I'll take the next two since you're included in it, and they're also tied for fourth. So this is technically fifth and fourth. Um, so that's Puck and that's Dan Kylie. Yours truly. Yeah, So I'll start off with Puck, the Puck Dynasty. Great, great name. Um, he's got a solid team this year, uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, he, Russell Wilson, he's usually always a top five quarterback, really, really solid. Uh, Najee wasn't as good as, as I thought he'd be um, in the first game, obviously. So we'll see. He got the touches. I think he'll be all right. Melvin Gordon, his other running back. Um Stud, DeAndre Hopkins, Adam Thielen, who had two touchdowns, they both had two touchdowns, kind of carried Puck to the win this week, uh, this past week, I think. So he also crazy started Antonio Brown for that Thursday night game. um, Wow. Over Chase Claypool, which, you know, looking back, was obviously a a better decision. Um, I think Antonio Brown could be really good fantasy-wise in this offense. So Chase Edmonds in his other flex, I think he'll be a good PPR Fantasy asset. Uh, we'll see what happens because I think James Connor got a lot of touches as well. So we'll see what happens. We'll yeah. use him very similar to Kenyon Drake last year.
1: So yeah, I'll- and real quick, just off the James Conner, um, he, he did get a lot of touches in that first game, but by week five, he'll pull his hamstring or something like that. <laughs> he, he always gets injured.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't like saying – I know players are injury prone. Um,
1: Look at Carson. Honestly,
0: runs. besides besides Raheem Mostert, <laughs> <but> you <laughs> really can't predict injuries. Uh, for right now, he is playing, and that and, uh, eats into Chase Edmonds. Uh, and then he does have the rookie Kyle Pitts um, at tight end. So overall, solid team. He was tied for fourth with your team, Dan. Yep. Um, so your team name is you just changed it didn't you yes i did that, i don't have
1: mike Gasicki on my team anymore
0: okay yeah I, I i do the same thing as you so i i changed my team name according to like players i have so that's pretty cool um yeah. but yeah super cool so you're too many cooks mixing it up mixing it up too many cooks mixing it up so you do have dalvin cook and joe mixon so that is, you know, kudos to you for, for creativity points. Um, but those are two great running backs right there. Kyler Murray is also top three. You know, you could actually say he could finish that as the first quarterback, QB1. So um, Tyler Lockett obviously killed it. Um, two touchdowns, over 100 yards. Uh, DJ Moore is always just solid. And then you have CEH and Jalen Rager in your flex with how he in your tight end. So
1: Yeah, so I had um, Jerry Judy and then right. I thought he snapped his ankle in like five different uh, pieces and it's an ankle sprain. So he's just sitting on my bench for now. So I had to put Jalen Rager in there uh, for yeah. this week.
0: Yeah, yeah. So still pretty solid. You have, um, you know, good. I, I think your your running backs and quarterback gray and then your, your wide receivers are solid too. So. Uh, We'll see how CEH and Jalen Rager do as flexes, but yeah, overall good team. So that was Puck and Dan tied for fourth, fourth and fifth, essentially. Right.
1: So, um, so the next one is yours, Robin. So I will, uh, kind of walk through your team. Uh, you are Hyde and Zeke. I see that you have two Dallas players as your quarterback, Dak Mm -hmm. Prescott, um, coming in, just coming into, um, you know, this year, it, you know the biggest question mark was how is how is that gonna play with you know coming back from that uh brutal ankle injury and then you know uh, having the strain in his shoulder or lat muscle um, he clearly is all he's all the way back um you know he looked really good so that makes me nervous as an eagles fan um you know he dropped 27 points so i mean i think he could be a top five quarterback this year um from a fantasy perspective uh, we'll see how that defense does but Go no birds, nonetheless. Um, Zeke, as your running back, uh, they did not run the ball as much as I thought they would. Credit to Tampa's defense. Right. Um, you know, they had Dak throw the ball, what, 58 times? Yeah. So, um, you know, Tampa's run defense is pretty good with. Uh, oh, it's super good. That front seven is. is and and those linebackers, uh, Levante David and uh, Devin White. <laughs> right. They're probably the top backers, top backer duo in the NFL. Uh, going to your next running back, DeAndre Swift. Um, he, he had a pretty solid day. Um, you know, the, uh, let's see. I'm just taking a look at his stats real quick. He had eight receptions, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Um, from a rushing perspective, only 39 yards. But, um, you know, 24 points, pretty solid. Tyreek Hill, I mean, one of the most electric players um, out there. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson, uh, typically a stud. The Bears, um, you know, he had a not-so-great day Sunday night, but, I, I mean, I could see him bouncing back against Cincinnati. Noah Fon had a solid, you know, average day, 12 points. Robert Woods, um, that that Rams offense is going to be, you know, really, really something, really good, to be quite honest with you. Um, Matt Stafford is a huge upgrade over Jared Goff, mm-hmm. I think. True. And and then uh, your other flex, Chris Godwin. Um, you know he had a solid night. He fumbled on like the two yard line. You mm-hmm. know he he could have had more points, but right. um. And then the Patriots' defense against the Jets, I think that's a great pickup. Uh, your flexes, I like. Wide receivers are great. Um, you know Zeke. Hopefully they use Zeke more and DeAndre Swift. He's always a threat to get some catches out of the backfield. Yeah. PPR machine right there, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think I I like my team. Obviously, I'm a little biased, but... Right. Um, yeah, I, I think there are some good teams out there. It, it's still only week one, so you never know what happens, and injuries always um, creep up. So, um, so I was ranked third. Thanks for going over that. So, we'll finish off these last two, who are, I think are the top two consensus-wise, like pretty like majority of them had them at, at the either one or two um so th- at coming in number two is Tom Stelzer obviously the champ who who's won three times already and has got, got a good shot of winning this year again so he his team is Cup Hurts by Johnson uh so he does have Cooper <laughs> Cup and Deontay Johnson so creativity points to him as well uh, he is a Birds fan, so he's got Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Um, whenever you have Christian McCaffrey, it, it, it's just a huge upgrade to your team. He is just such a great player. PPR machine, so he's got him. Daryl Henderson, uh, which played well, surprisingly. I didn't yeah. get that much t- that many touches and and play well. So That was good to see, so that's huge for him. Kevin Ridley didn't play as well. I'm still nervous about that falcons offense so we'll see if they they... did not look good they did not look good yeah i mean and and i will
1: say this um just watching that game on sunday you know they the first two drives they marched down the field into the red zone and the eagles you know did their typical bend but don't break Mm and then after that second drive they were shut down the majority of the game yeah it was crazy so
0: yeah so nervous about them, but we'll see. Calvin Ridley's a great player. Cooper Cup, who's who, you know, played so well Sunday night against the Bears. I think Matt Stafford, that is his favorite target, and he went off. So he could be huge for the rest of the year. And then Darren freaking Waller, Waller the Waller, like he is just a target Dude, queen. He's just he that had nineteen targets. That's their only option there. So Derek is just going to feed that man the ball. I have him in, the, in, the, in another league, so he actually helped me win last week in my other league. So he's going to be so good the rest of the year. Uh, he did pick up Tyson Williams um, and Deontay Johnson. So going back to Fab, this is why we should change it. So you figure out the news about um, who was it? Uh, someone, Gus Edwards. Yeah, Gus Edwards tearing his ACL. Uh, Stel's obviously figured it out and found out first, so he was the first one to pick him up, right? So if we had a Fab situation, it'd be you know you can't pick him up yet. You'd have to you know put a put a bid on him, and that way everyone has a fair chance at him. So that's just me promoting Fab again. But anyways, could <laughs> uh, we'll see if he continues to be the number one back there, uh, and he's got uh, the Steelers deep, so. Overall, good team consensus. It was very close between him and uh, the the team that came in first. Very close,
1: but Stells is at number one, uh, number two, number two, and then Jawan Pettis Jackson, the Cinnamon Cannon, uh, at number one, leading off with his quarterback Patrick Mahomes. I mean, probably going to be the top uh, quarterback this year, um, as he was. I think you know, past couple years, he, that offense is electric. Uh, they have so many weapons. So, you know, getting Patrick Mahomes is a pretty solid um, get at quarterback. Nick Chubb had a nice day. Um, you know, top 10 running back, Miles Sanders, who's question question, geez, questionable. My gosh. Um, he had a solid game against Atlanta. Didn't get it into the end zone, uh, but nonetheless, the Eagles offense looked good. Uh, Devontae Adams, like you said earlier, the Packers offense just they looked out of sync, to say the least. Um, you know, hopefully they bounce back against Detroit. Um, Devontae Adams with only 10 points. T. Higgins. Uh, the Bengals uh, showed up uh, week one with a nice, um, nice win. They kind of blew a 14-point lead. Came back. T. Higgins had a solid uh, day of 15 points. T.J. Hawkinson, uh, big day um, against the 49ers, uh, 25 points total. Debo Samuel. I mean, went off for 189 yards receiving and a touchdown. It good. Yeah. Uh, when Debo's healthy, Debo's very good. Yeah. And Sterling Shepard um, had a solid, solid day as well. And then uh, picking up the um, Browns defense this week against Houston, uh, I, I think is a good move. Um, you know, I think the Browns have a much better defense than the Jaguars. So we'll see how that goes. But this was the consensus number one. Team, yeah, uh, Jawan putting up 169.58 points uh, in week one, and um, we'll kind of pivot over to the weekly matchups. This yeah, week's.
0: yeah, so those were the rankings. Um, we'll do less of like naming players and teams. Uh, the more we do this, right, we just go through the rankings, but we wanted to just highlight you know who everyone had on their teams. Um, and it is only week one, so if your team's at the bottom, don't worry about it. You never know what happens in fantasy, uh, but feel free to make some trades. You know that's what makes fantasy so exciting. Um, but yeah, that's consensus ra- consensus rankings, and we are about thirty-seven minutes into it. Don't want to make this too long, like I said. So we'll go through the the matchups, and then we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah, awesome. so pull it up here. Do you have it up?
1: Yeah. So um, so we'll start with uh. The, actually, it's your matchup: the Puck Dynasty versus Hyde and Zeke. Okay. Um, you are projected 134.1 points. Uh, the Puck Dynasty 128.7. Um, so, what are your thoughts on this first matchup? Yeah,
0: projections, you know, usually mean nothing. Um, at 134 is pretty high for projections. Uh, we'll see. Obviously, I'm a little biased. I right. would like my team to win. I think my matchups are pretty good. So um, I'm not going to say a winner. So you can take this away. We'll, we'll say winners in, in the matchups that we're not in. So All right. Sounds good.
1: On. I think um, – I, I do think uh, the Puck Dynasty is going oh, to beat, okay. Okay. beat you by maybe five points or so. I think uh, Russell Wilson is going to – continue to go off, um, especially at home. And I think Najee Harris has a big game uh, in Pittsburgh against Vegas uh, defense. So okay. that's, that's kind of the key there. And it'll come down to uh, Deandre Swift on Monday night for you um, yeah. as well. You know, yeah. that's, that'll be a big one. So okay. um, do you have it up as well?
0: I do have it up. So, all right. So you had Puck's team going there. Uh, so, the next matchup I have on my screen is quarter Chubb, Tyler Rowe versus C- Cup Hurts, my Johnson, Thomas <laughs> Stelzer. So, projections has Stells winning 135.3 to 127.4. So, I mean, based off of my rankings, you know, I do have Stells higher. Uh, I think Stells will pull this off. He's projected to win by 7.9. Um, I think he does take that dub.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. I think um, I I just think his his team like with McCaffrey um, just being that threat not only as a runner but you know being a pass catching back like he he went off in week one and I don't see him slowing down and also uh, Jalen Hurts looked pretty pretty dang good so I totally agree with my rankings. I I mean. I had Stell's um, you know, one of the top teams. So mm-hmm. so I see him uh taking this one, you know, by six or seven points. Okay. Cool.
0: So it brings it to the next matchup, the Cinnamon Cannon. Projected 132.3 against too many cooks mixing it up. That's you, Dan. 124.7. Yep. So this is a pretty big spread as well. 7.6. Juan is projected to win um so i mean like i said i'm just gonna base it off my rankings i think juan does take this um i do like Juwan's team a lot so I, I think he does win this matchup so i mean obviously you think your team's gonna win but what are your thoughts on, on the match
1: yeah i i'm a little so so i will say this I, I mean kyler murray like we talked about he's a he's a pretty pretty good quarterback you know from a running perspective passing perspective like, I'm not worried from a quarterback perspective. Like, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, all pretty solid. Uh, the wide receivers, that's that's where it gets a little shaky, I guess you could say. I mean, Tyler Lockett has the big playability like you right. saw in week one. DJ Moore against the Saints who are dealing with, you know, some COVID issues and uh, Marcus Lattimore getting hurt. But hopefully DJ Moore has a big game on Sunday. Um, I'm a little worried about the Ravens' defense, to be quite honest with you, against Kansas City. Patrick yeah. Mahomes, Andy Reid, they, they have uh, Baltimore's number. So um, might might have to take a look on the waiver wire tomorrow and see what I can do. But yeah. who knows?
0: Okay. Makes sense. So next matchup, Immaculate Reception versus Make America against Again. So Sal's had that name for a while here. But, um, yeah, this one's projection-wise pretty close. 127.2 for Sal. per Hunter. So he is projected to win by 2.5. So I'll let you take this one first. Who do you think is going to win?
1: So I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to score one point in fantasy. I do think um, I I saw him on the uh, Pat McAfee show. He didn't seem really worried. Um, You know, it was kind of a kick in the ass. And he kind of owns the NFC North, to be quite honest with you, especially the – past couple years um so I do see him you know having a you know a solid game a good bounce back game so I want to say Salazar bounces back here and um you know I I think he he'll uh pull off the upset you know and uh, beat Hunter this week okay yeah
0: so um, I'm hoping Aaron Rodgers picks it up too as a Packers fan so <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Based off of rankings, I do have Sal a little better than than Hunter. So I think the upset is there. Uh, We'll see what happens. I think it will be very close, but I think Sal will will take that game.
1: All right. Sounds good. And then how many more do we have? We have uh, one more matchup. Uh, Another close one. Zach Lananziata. These are two high
0: projections as well. And it's super close. So Buffs autocorrect Zach Lanuns versus Connor Duffy, home Sweet Mahomes. So 132.1 to 134.3. So Duff is projected to win by 2.2. In my opinion, I think Zach takes this matchup. It is going to be very close again. Um, I think there's just more upside with Zach's players. Uh, So I think he takes this matchup. Uh, Duff is his top... Four or five players are very good. The the bottom four or five are, are kind of question marks. I'd say Tyler Boyd, you know, being the third option there. Kenny Galladay, you know, not not looking too good for that Giants. Uh, yeah, team, but we'll see what happens. He's got Travis Kelsey, obviously, um, a lot of upside. So I think Zach does take this.
1: All right. So, yeah. No. I I actually think uh, Duff's team takes this one. Oh, I Oh. Okay. Jeff- yeah, I think uh, Josh Allen's going to have a bounce-back game. Um, the Steelers really locked him down. I'm worried about Josh Jacobs against uh, that Pittsburgh defense. That defense is unreal. Um, I do think uh, Ty- Tyler Boyd being that third receiver in Cincy, um, you know, teams are going to probably key on Jamar Chase, which will open it up for Tyler Boyd. And Mike Williams actually had a pretty solid day. Um you know that that first uh, week, eight catches, eighty-two yards, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So I, I see why Zach or uh, Duff put um, Mike Williams in, especially with Gallup going on the IR.
0: Yeah, no, for sure.
1: It'll be a close one though. That's sure. a that's
0: a good start. So, um, but yeah, there you have it. Those are the matchups and and our projections. So this is our first time doing this podcast together. Dan, thanks for doing this with me. Absolutely, uh, well, I yeah. Really- don't roast us too bad. This is still a work in progress trying to figure out the best way to format everything.
1: Um, but yeah, that, that'll wrap things up. Awesome. Yeah. This is week one week one of the Cougars football weekly recap. And, there uh, you go. and throughout the, um, throughout the season, we'll have other members on the uh, podcast and we'll discuss what happened in the previous week and talk about any trades, um, waiver wire pickups, the whole nine yards. So yes. uh, until Brilliant. next time, this is Dan and Robin uh, signing off.
0: Awesome. I also want to throw in one more thing before we do sign off. Sorry, okay. Dan. Go for uh, it. This is us working together. I'm not working for you. Unlike uh, <laughs> the last time we did something together where, yes, you were my manager at some point, you know, working at Cutco. So absolutely. will throw that in there. But thanks for listening, everyone. If you made it this far, um, yeah, that'll end it.